The Bible portrays God as loving, forgiving Father. Through faith in Jesus Christ, individuals can experience forgiveness and find strength to overcome addiction. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. <laughs> Amen to that, man. Welcome, everybody, to the Men's Tip Podcast this fine Monday morning. I'd like to just to thank my brothers here, Ephraim and Dennis, my my compadres here. We have, we have a very special day today. My, my brother, he is going to be taking the helm today. And the Lord has been putting on his heart some uh, a couple of different things. They're both on vacation, E and Dennis. And, and I was struggling this week with just, hey, man, you guys be on vacation, that kind of stuff. And then my brother was like, nah, we were called to do this. We got to do this morning. And and I just want to just thank you for, thank you and Dennis both, man, for y'all's faithfulness to be on vacation. I know, Dennis, right now it's four o'clock in the morning for you, I think. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you ever sitting there, look like you're a submarine somewhere, bro. With the red light on. <laughs> red yeah, October. I, I tell you, it's, I, I apologize. I didn't get my lighting set up. I'm in my dad's space here, and it's just, okay, I'm just, um, I'm going to have to try and, and show you something in the chat here, but about what the place will look like later in the day, <laughs> but because nah, it's no a gorgeous right behind me. me right now is a, uh, a, a million dollar view literally. And that's just, uh, something that my, uh, where did that go? It's something that my, we've been blessed to have been a part of building when I was a child. And here at this hour of the day, it's not visible, but I just threw in the chat what the, what the, what looked like just a, not last night before, and it's trying to load. Eventually it'll show up, but. <laughs> yeah, good, man. No apologies needed, there, man. There. Looks like it's there now. Yeah, there <laughs> and it went twice. <laughs> Nice. Oh, dang. That's, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yes, yeah, it, it, literally a million-dollar view. Sits on the on this bluff, looks out at over the that's Tacoma awesome. Narrows, and got the Olympic Mountains out there in the distance, and Puget Sound right there at your that's feet, awesome. basically. <laughs> man, man, bro, that's the end of me. That's one of those pictures on, on uh, that you see on Google on your desktop. It's a postcard picture right there. I know. It's pretty wild, man. No, nah, just, I just wanted to thank you girls for just your faithfulness. And then I'm also, man, just on a personal note, I really want to let's see, I really want to just thank you both for walking with me on this journey, man, of, of doing this podcast and the other things that we're doing with the, with the ministries. And it's just been a, it's been a really true blessing and you get, you find very few people in life that are willing to walk with you in the mud. And which 
I'll be honest right now. There's two brothers that I need to go back and from my old, from Jacksonville that I need to go back and and because they walked with me through the mud. But it's been really hard to even want to have anything to do with Jacksonville at this point moment. But these two brothers, man, they were like you guys. They walk, they stayed with me the the whole time and and different things like that. And I'm just really. Um, burden for them and i encourage you yes. to do that <clears throat> i really do yeah because yeah. this, yeah. this place where i'm at it's beautiful physically beautiful but it's it was it was a place 50 years ago where i almost took my own life and i drove past the house that i that we were living in it wasn't this place at that time <clears throat> and in previous times when i visited i was just not aware of just how spiritually oppressive this place could be for me and so even though it's a challenge for you to go back to jacksonville for the sake of that relationship with those brothers who stood by you and walked with you i encourage you to do that's right because my focus here and i realized yesterday what was going on and i've just prayed and asked a few other folks that I was in conversation with to pray for me so that I did not go back to that negative line of thinking because I know that was the temptation. I know that was, that was the path that I was on when I was here as a teenager. And those memories come back and the temptation is there to follow that same neural pathway and go to that place be praying up i'll be praying for you when you do that and right. but it's worth it to rebuild those relationships and let the people know how much they mean to you that's right that's the that's going back to the war zone mm -hmm. and at some point we all got to go back to our war zones you know, mm. we, we we get prepared but god says yeah i'm preparing you but you don't realize i'm sending you back to your war zone there's something that you need to be finished over there with those that you are around. Uh, be ready for that. Because I know one day I would have to go back. My cousin's up in Jersey, but I would have to go mm -hmm. back to NY, which I, I hate going. Now, I know I was down there last year, and I refused to go into the city. I was in Jersey. I could take a train and get me there in five minutes. And I refused. I had some friends. I was like, oh, why don't you come to see? I was like, nope. You know, if I'm going to meet you, you're coming into Jersey. I'm not going into the city. They didn't want it. I didn't want anything to do. But I know God's calling me to go back there and do some things. So get ready for it. <laughs> oh, man. I love you. I, I really appreciate that advice. I might not really necessarily like y'all right now. <laughs> hey, if it's a constellation, dude, I'm in the I'm in the area you're talking about. So, <laughs> so I I no, but no, I'm actually excited to talk to these brothers. And I'm just kidding around, man. I'm really kidding around. It's actually confirmation of some stuff going on in my life right now. The Lord's just like, all right, it's time. One of those brothers I think needs to be a part of this. To be really honest, his name is Jamal. He's been doing podcasting and the Lord I've, I've watched over the years, the Lord just manifest a word through him, but he's just, he's been uncompromising for, for years about some stuff going on in his life. And I, I need to get back in contact with him 
And then my other buddy, Steven. Baby Hulk, man. I just really miss him and his family so much, man. But I've just been like, I want to make sure that I was healed before I came back into their life because he was the one person that visited me in the hospital when I took my life. And I know it hurt him and their family, but they were there watching me when I crumbled and took me in and at the last days and never gave up on me. Never once gave up on me. And I really loved them so much. Clearly they loved you and it's just important to, so it's just, to, I'm to, getting, uh, to recognize them. I know. It's all right, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all sentimental this morning, man, but I, I want to give the floor over to E for the things he's saying, but just, I don't know. I'm just putting that out there, man. I'm just, I'm feeling that today. But so E had a message today. So when I was talking to him this weekend, was it earlier on this week? I can't remember. I think it was like Thursday or Friday. And just talking to him about maybe not coming on the show. And he was just like, no, we, I don't care if I'm on vacation. I'm going to show up anyway. The Lord's asking me to do this. And, and I was just, that was really blessed by that, you know? And so he had a message that he said he, he had to, he, it was just, the Lord was putting on his heart. And so I was just like, I guess you volu volunteered yourself <laughs> for speaking this week, man. And because the Lord volunteered him and. It's so awesome when he volunteers us for things. And so I'm, I'm very excited to hear what our brother E's got to say. And, and real quick, I'm just going to pray for him before he gets started. Then Father, I pray that you just open and loose, Lord, all of your spirit upon E right now as he gets ready to speak. Lord, that the, the people that are listening to this, Lord, chains be broken already in their heart, Lord. Their ears, Lord, be, be cleaned out, Lord. The wax be removed, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the blinders, Lord, be taking off their eyes, Lord. The scales be lifted, Lord, and they get to peer behind the veil, Lord, of what it is that you're truly trying to teach them, Lord. Not the, the surface area stuff, but the deep things. And so right now, Lord, I pray, Lord, that even me and, and Dennis, Lord, we learn something, Lord, from the things that ye have to say, Lord. I pray an anointing upon him right now, Lord, as he speaks, Lord, all fear be removed, Lord, all of ye be removed. Yes. And let him walk, Lord, upon the waters right now with things you have to say. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. All right, I'm done. All right, brothers, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. Welcome to the Men's Pit Podcast. <laughs> Good morning to everyone that's listening on the show. The Lord had given me a message this week, uh, actually last week, had a just for namesakes, I'm not going to mention any names. We all go through some things. I had a brother that had a relapse and, and I was, I was very distraught and upset about it. Not upset at him, of course, uh, but upset at the addictions that we go through, that we allow to happen. And sometimes it happens innocent. I, you know, I hate to say that just to be part of something, um, try to be cool, whatever the case is. And not realizing that it can be a start of something. And the thing is that with addiction, we all have it in our lives. Even as Christian men, even right now, nobody here on this podcast can say they don't have addiction to something because you do. <laughs> and sometimes that addiction is what leads you away from Christ. You don't even realize it until the Holy Spirit reveals it. And so 
the Holy Spirit gave me a a word today. And, and I wrote down, I finished it last night. And it's pretty, pretty amazing when God puts stuff in your heart to write. <laughs> and I'm not a writer. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't understand it. I don't know where the heck this came from. I know where it came from, but just it's crazy how that works. And and I wrote this, I would say it's like a devotional, maybe not, but I have some five key points on there that maybe some of you men that are listening can write this down and may help you with addiction. And I'm gonna start just pray the Holy Spirit you take over the airways. Addiction. Sometimes through life we get caught up in things that we never intended to do. A dare, a challenge, a thing that everyone else is doing. Just to be cool, you take a puff of some weed, a pill to feel relaxed, a shot of some alcohol, a line of some coke, a look-see at some porn site, not knowing that could be the start of an addiction. See, we all have some kind of addiction, some more than others. Sometimes we go so far down the rabbit hole to Neverland that some of us don't even come back from. What does the Bible say about addiction? The Bible doesn't specifically mention addiction in the same sense of substance abuse or dependencies that we all understand today. However, it does address principles that can apply to individuals struggling with addiction. Here's a cute, uh, he said, here's a few cute points that I wrote down that the Holy Spirit had given me. Number one, self-control. The Bible emphasizes the importance of self-control in various aspects of life. For instance, in Galatians 5, 22, 23, it says the fruit of the spirit includes self-control. We can go to 5, 22, 23, if, if, if one of you can go there and read it for me. Five twenty-two and 23 you said all right it says but the holy spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things amen there you go one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control and all these other things that are added on to what the god gives you it can give you all things at once when you're following or one thing at a time as you're struggling with things to, to, to better enhance your spirit. Number two, avoiding temptation. The Bible teaches about the importance of avoiding situations or behaviors to sin and addiction. For example, Proverbs 4.14-15 advises against entering the path of the wicked, which can lead to addiction behaviors. Hey, Patrick, can you read Proverbs 4, 14 to 15 for me, please? Yes, give me one second. Wow, what's the verse again? Proverbs 4, 14 to 15. Give me 
one second, I'm going to blow up. Number was 4, 14 through 15. Oh, it says, do not enter the path of the wicked or do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Amen. So see what God is, was telling you there, that don't avoid situations, as I wrote here, and behaviors of sin that may cause addiction. So you turning away from the wicked path. You may have, we, we've spoken before, we have some old friends that we know that if you're not prayed up in the spirit, you will be able to deny that. But if you're not, if you're not prayed up and you're not in the spirit and, you're, and your flesh is weak, these type of people will lead you down a wicked path. And God clearly states, walk away from because those situations, those behaviors will cause you to fall and stumble. Not to say that we don't fall and stumble. Now we do, but it's very ministry to the things that we've done before that God has killed the old self, right? And resurrected the new, which is what we're walking in right now and trying to enhance that, that new that God has given us on a daily walk. Um, it's very critical to re recognize these things. And as I said, I always say before, always discerning those situations. I had a brother, brother said before, if you have some type of addiction with women, don't find yourself alone with one. You know what I'm saying? Don't put yourself in that predicament. Don't put yourself in that situation. Having another person there, it's like bringing a, another person to the fight, not knowing that, that nothing can come of it. Nothing will be said that and say, oh, well, this person said this to me, but you have somebody else there. You're coming to a situation with another person because you don't want to put yourself in a, in a predicament knowing that particular addiction can cause you to say some things to another woman, the opposite sex that you tend to say back in the past. And the enemy will bring things to your mind. I'm not saying that he can read your mind, but he will throw things in the air that will make you think some, some silly things out of nowhere. And that helps us that is to everyone. Um, so we got to be attentive to that. <laughs> So that's number two, avoiding temptation. Number three, seeking help or support. The Bible emphasizes the need for community. So important and support in times of struggle. In James 5, 15, believers are encouraged to confess their sins and pray for one another. Seek help from supportive individuals such as family, friends, or church members can be critical in overcoming addictions. Pray. Other believers, the problem with, with addiction is that most men and most women, and I'm just going to speak to the men, think they got it. They think they're macho enough. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be vulnerable. Vulnerability of Christ and being a weak is where God is strong in you. And when you raise up and have the courage and the spirit to confess to another brother, take in consideration that God heals supernaturally. You got faith as small as much as you can heal cancer. You can lay hands on the sick and they be healed, right? We believe in that, right? Uh, but we forget that the other part of healing is confessing to one another. 
brings healing and brings encouragement. I don't know how many times my brother Patrick has encouraged me and vice versa. Uh, I can tell you how many times that I lift him, lifted him up and, and he confessed his sins to me and, and we prayed and, and God gave him advice and what, what, you know, what, what critical walks needed, needed to happen in order to shut off that part of his life and not walk back into it. The same for me, I'm sure the same for Dennis. It's just things that we need in our community, a community of brotherhood, community of sisterhood, a community of a team that like we were talking before we got on, praying for one another and seeking God and doing it together as a remnant that God has prepared. It's so important that we be vulnerable with each other and really confess the things that sometimes we don't like to confess. We don't like to give out. And let me tell you that in, in that you're going to see a lot of victory. And to whoever's listening out there, you will see victory in your life if you give up the things that you're hiding and confess it to another brother or a family member. I know sometimes family can be worse than friends, but there's always someone that you can come to and talk to that's going to listen, give you the biblical advice and sometimes the most sound advice. Because I know there's a lot of people that don't have, don't have, as we said before, we're all sons and daughters of Christ, but not everybody's sons and daughters of Christ. You got to accept him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and have a daily walk and walk with him and know him that he can call you a son and a daughter. So seeking help or support is number three. Number four, renewing the mind. This is my all time favorite right here. Romans 12, 2 encourages believers to renew their minds and be transformed by the renewing of their thoughts. Now I'm going to go to Romans 12, 2. This is one of my favorite verses that I've been, God puts a verse in me and, and I run with it for several weeks. Like James 1, 2, brothers and sisters, consider it all joy to all trials and tribulations. Man, ain't that tr- some truth right there, but we don't like to go through tri- tribulations, but we're not exempt from it. Give me a second here where I get to Romans. Hey, e. Yes. Real quick, are you going to that? Like one thing you said that was, that was really important was about being separated. And when I was going through my, my, my major addiction phase of back in my, my twenties and stuff like that, that was the one thing that, that it's not just addiction, it's sin really. Mm-hmm. Sin, sin is the thing that separates you from, it separates you from people first. And mm-hmm. what ends up happening is it puts a lot of shame and guilt on you. And you're just like, the first thing you separate from is the people that's closest to you. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the people that can speak into your life, that you know will yes. speak into your life. And they'll speak not just the things into your life, but they'll speak godly things into your life. Mm-hmm. That's the first people that you get separated from because you don't, because you're going to be thinking, oh, they're going to judge me, going to do all this kind of stuff. And this, yeah, they're going to say some things that's going to contradict your way of thinking. Exactly. And, but that's the first people that he's going to separate you from. And if you are experiencing that in your life right now, that's one of those telltale signs that you need to actually start talking because that's the, that is the first trick of the devil is to isolate you. 
because then he lets you sit into your own self and then your own self always wants to rationalize the things that you're doing. And so say for instance, for a lot of us men out here, and, and I've been guilty of this before too. Also, let's say, let's do a small one. Video clips. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Yes. Video games and TV. That's a big one. I was just talking to my brothers this weekend about my weekend this weekend, and I'm going to be very quick with this. Easy, you can get back to what you're saying, but I, yeah. I'm just trying to give. I'm. I want to give some. I want to add some armor to the things that you're saying. It's this weekend. I had this beautiful weekend here at my brother's house sitting his dogs. And this is a good time for me. It could have been a good time for me to get along with the Lord, right? And really dig into his word, really plan some things out for the week and do all these other different types of things. But then I was just like, I'm just going to be a little bit, I'm going to be, I'm just going to relax and chill. And I could relax in, in the Lord, rest in the Lord. But I chose to watch Netflix this weekend. And then I was getting to this point where I was just like, I was feeling really isolated. Like yesterday, I probably could have went to church, but my foot was hurting really bad because it helped some people move. And the normal pat would have just sucked it up and went, died up and went. But I really believe that because I was just like, oh man, I had to watch TV and I was just feeling some sort of way. And I was just like, had this major spiritual victories this weekend. I can't even begin to describe how awesome they were. But then just that one day of just like giving over to just what my flesh wanted, I, I can see now in hindsight how much it affected what my spirit needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine if somebody had been like, hey, Pat, you should have been in church. The first thing would have been like, man, you, you don't know what I've been through and what I've been going through this, these last couple of weeks. I would have felt some sort of way and it would have isolated me. And it, it wasn't like this a major thing, but like that little, these are those little things and these little strongholds that he is talking about in our lives. Like they happen so quickly. It's that one porn, one piece of porn, like that one thing. And they say, you know, you're flipping and they say, you know, two hours later, an hour later, you're in so deep or just scrolling through TikTok or I can't tell you how many times, man, just, just scrolling and this thing, and they even call it doom scrolling. That's the thing that's crazy. They call it doom scrolling. You know what I mean? And you two hours, three hours later, you're stuck in this thing or, you know, that one time you want that cigarette, that one time there is those drugs or whatever. We're all dealing with something as men. And it's just, don't let the, that one time or those things just isolate you. Even just talking about it today, cause I just was talking to my brothers with it today. And the thing that they had to say this morning before we got on this call, man, was just like, even number one, just talking to them about it. I'll be honest with you. The Holy Spirit was convicting me in the middle of whatever I was saying. Like it was already being dealt with and being like, okay, all right, get back up do whatever you got to do. But it wasn't this thing that was, it didn't seem like a big deal. All I did was just watching Netflix or whatever, but that's really all I did. (laughs) (laughs) That big part where I can really attest to it as of right now, what's going in my life right now. And fellas, this is the part of, I'm confessing before all of you. 
So right now I'm going to kind of go before the whole world, the whole group of brothers that would ever listen to this. It really sets me free to actually walk further with Christ right now. That's right. Because now there's a deeper accountability because like now you guys all know. So anybody of y'all walking around me that will walk into me or run into me and be like, hey, you watching Netflix or reading your Bible? I'm like, ah, I got to listen now. Mm. Oh, thank you for that part. E. And I just want to encourage the rest of the guys with that. I'm done. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and just to recap what you're saying, this is part of what God wants is confession to one another. This is what iron sharpened iron looks like on a podcast for those that are out there listening. I saw your text yesterday, brother, my foot hurting and all that stuff. My first inclination of my text was going to be straight personal to you. And it was like, I was, this is what the spirit was telling me, suck it up and go to church. But I said, no, because tomorrow's message he's going to mention. So there you are mentioning it, knowing <laughs> that you could have gone to church yesterday, but you decided not to. I say this to you, my brother. I love you dearly. And yes, you got a tremendous walk ahead of you. We all have tremendous walks ahead of us. Even more for those that are evangelists that are going out there and you're an evangelist and you're going to be, Lord help me, you're going to be one that a lot of people are going to know across the nation. One thing you need to do is eliminate things that distract you. I'm sorry to say, you need to go ahead and cancel your Netflix account and be done with it. Netflix and some other streaming services that are out there will tell you what the Holy Spirit is telling me. They're all in my control to take you and suck you in so you don't have to get into the word. Just like anything else, and for me, it's, it's sometimes it can be Call of Duty. I had a Brother texts me yesterday and goes, hey, man, you make it out there to Florida? Yeah. Did you bring the station? I'm like, heck no, I'm not bringing the station, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not consuming my time with you. You know what I'm saying? I consume my time when I'm at home. I get on with my brother and play with him and stuff like that. And then sometimes I find myself occasionally here and there consuming two to three hours of my time that I'm not playing with my brother and I'm on there playing and not getting into the word. This is something that I, that, that me and you spoke about last week, Patrick, that what I really want is to take a day out of the week and study the word and make that a habit that it becomes not only a one day thing, because I do study sometimes, but it, it, I feel like I'm not getting enough in and mm. having another brother and then a group. It makes it feel like I want to feel in a way I'm in class and I'm and you're learning just like the disciples. They had brothers around them that they would study the word and one will, will either contradict the other one and they get into discussion and say, what did this say? What this is what, the, what this is what rabbi will say, but rabbi didn't mean it this way. This is how rabbi I'm taking how rabbi would I feel how rabbi and you sharpen that that's sharpening each other. And, and while you're sharpening each other, you're getting fed the word, you're eating, you're digesting the spiritual knowledge that you need, that we need in order to help those and train those about them. That's what I have to that. Get back to here for 
renewing of the mind, Romans 12, 12, as I said, encouraging believers to renew their minds and be transformed by the renewal of their thoughts. Romans 12, 2, I like to always say, it says here, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So important. Mm. This can involve replacing destructive thoughts and behaviors with positive and God-honoring ones, helping to overcome addiction. Once you start renewing this, then those thoughts will not come in. They'll be, for instance, I was a heavy pot smoker, right? I could tell you all beautiful type of buds that are out there, so crystallized, the hair and that stuff. I could tell you, you can mix it with this, you can mix it with that, so it does this for you and all that stuff. And I'm out here in Florida, okay? We went to Daytona Beach yesterday. I've never been to Daytona. But we went to Daytona yesterday. We went to the beach for several hours. And I can smell the herb in the air. You as a, those that are out there listening, if you're a uh, uh, weed smoker, you, you can smell the herb in the air. You can tell quickly. And I'm one of those, used to be a carnivore of those things. And um, I smelled in the air. But the difference is I can smell it, but my thoughts doesn't go, I say, I need to have it. There's the difference. So I don't have that inclination to say, oh man, I got to find it. I'm on vacation. Why not? No, that's the renewing of the mind. The spirits overtakes that. And I don't get into those destructive behaviors because I have a positive and God honoring one that helps me overcome those addictions that I would never go back to those things. So that's number four, renewing the mind. And the last one is five, God's grace and forgiveness. The Bible portrays God as loving, forgiving father. Through faith in Jesus Christ, individuals can experience forgiveness and find strength to overcome addiction. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. <laughs> Amen to that, man. Let me tell you, when you are in Christ, you become a new creature. So what happens is you die just like Jesus died on the cross. You sacrifice yourself for a higher purpose, which is Christ, to become new in your life. So you die to self as Jesus died on the cross and resurrected the third day. You resurrect because the old have passed away. And look at the things that have become new, which is the new creature in you that's rising up, which is Christ in you. That's big, brothers. That's big. And if you don't seem to understand that, I, I don't know what to tell you because you, you, you have to die to yourself in order to become new. And that's for every man and every woman. So the important, is it imp it's important to note that addiction is a complex issue, often requiring professional help, medical intervention, and, spirit, and spirit, spiritual help and support groups. The Bible teaches teachings 
can offer guidance and spiritual support, but comprehensive and holistic care is often necessary. Now, one thing that I have to say, and the question that remains, what is your addiction? Are you willing to confess it today? Minus two, time and money. And God is working on that with me. Making sure I get more time. And while I'm, I'm making sure I'm getting more time, making sure that I honor God with my And those are two ones that I'm confessing here that I often struggle with. <clears throat> And God is pulling me through it. And I reached out last week and told my brother, he says, yeah, I'm willing to do one day with you. It says it only takes one day. And it can build up for many other days to study the word, which is my time. And the other thing is, always giving my first fruits of what I make. And not even think about it. And I'll see things expand in my life financially that God wants to bless me with. That remains. To those that are out there, what is your addiction? Are you willing to confess to another brother? Are you, or are you willing to just hold it on like a macho man if you can handle it? What is your take, fellas? I'll be answering to you earlier. I think I'm still on. I hope I'm not muted. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you him. So the last part right there where you said the renewing of your mind, I think this is what it's all about, really, especially if you claim to be, and I say that very strongly, if you claim to be a son of the most high, because there's a lot of claims out there. But if the truth of it is that this is who you are and who you're, you need to start understanding what that means. And then the renewing of your mind happens with that. I'm going to give you eight, just eight quick points to, to expand on that. There's, there are actually 10 simple ways to renew your mind. Read and study the scripture. All right. And that's with an openness to God, changing your thinking. Be open to that. Pray. And Paul tells us peace of mind comes from casting all our cares upon God. And that's Philemon 4, 6, and 7. The next one would be think about your thoughts. It's just think about your thoughts. A lot of times we don't think about our thoughts. We just, we have our thoughts and we just, oh, it comes to that, but it says we need to reflect on and evaluate your mind and heart to see what the thoughts and desires are behind your words and actions. And this is a really big deal that helped me uh, during my depression era this past two years. So I had a year and a half of where God was really truly renewing my mind. And I was in the Lord, these are, and what's so cool about this is like, I didn't know what I was doing at this point. The Holy Spirit was teaching me a lot of things. And, and now when I read these things that, that are like these 10 points or whatever, I'm like, oh man, this is what God was doing. I'm realizing that right now as we're speaking, this is what God was doing in my life. But, but the Holy Spirit was teaching me these things. And so I know these things work. Because that's one thing I did all the time was think about the things that I was thinking about. 
act quickly. When you have a thought contrary to Christ, whether it's an object, desire, lie, unbelief, or wrong line of thinking, don't let it linger or run its course, but immediately confess it, turn from it, and submit to Christ, and redirect it towards truth and righteousness. All right, that's a, the whole thing. It says, take every thought captive immediately. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians 2, 3, and 6. All right, this is so important. So, fellows, I'm, I'm glad you had this because you can rewind it and you can go back and look at and hear these verses. This is the thing that you need to know. And I would challenge you to even memorize these verses because these are, this is the things that you can come back to all the time. Number five would be a game plays a game plan based on the honest knowledge of our weaknesses. So protect and guard your mind from influence that lead it away from truth or honoring Christ. You have to know your personal level of discernment and personal weaknesses to, to know what tempts you and what sources promote ungodly thinking. And so consider how the enemy would and does attack you and to plan according and plan accordingly by setting higher walls and reinforcements and supports. When he was talking about your brothers, your tools, all that different types of things. And so this is the renewing of your mind part to, to get you to bring all that stuff together. Number six, talk to yourself rather than listening to yourself. This echoes prior thoughts, but rather than sitting back and then reclining in your mind of letting your misguided thinking talk to you, put wrong thinking in its place and talk to it. This is the difference. A lot of times when the whole point of the men, the men's podcast talk about being an island unto yourself. And I talk to my brothers, E, and I talk to myself constantly. And then I check the things that I'm saying against what the word of God is saying. And if the word of God contradicts what I'm saying to the things of, about myself or whatever, I have to change that thinking. All right. And it says you will either let your wrong thinking have the floor to spew all of its harmful junk, or you will take the microphone yourself and speak truth into your own soul. And this is one of the best things that I can, I can ever tell you when I was coming out of depression, what happened was the Lord started changing what I was saying. And he can testify to this. I used to complain and self doubt. So this and just be like angry about a lot of different things and frustrated, but there started coming this point where my talk started changing. And the more I've started speaking, cause it says out of the abundance of the, of the heart, the mouth speaketh. This is so important in renewing your mind. So the things that you're saying out of your mouth, is the things that's informing your mind, changing your mind, which settles into your heart, which again, it causes you to speak. And so if you're, and you had the, and, and the Lord has given us the power of speaking, letting the Holy Spirit speak life through us or letting our flesh speak death out of us. And so what you're saying and, and those things that you say to yourself, the things that you're talking about to yourself, those are the things that we, that can change the way you're thinking. Fight lies of truth and promises. Every day we're tempted to believe lies, lies about ourselves, about God and others and the gospel and God's word and lies about the world we live in. That's another one. And then eight is think rightly about your identity in Christ. Nine, think in community. So we need other people who can speak grace and truth into our lives and minds. And then 10, evaluate your thinking by its fruit. And so this one might be more helpful in areas where you feel gray or unsure as to what is 
really true or false, right or wrong. And so this has lead to holiness, love, obedience, joy, maturity, or does this have a way of producing effects of selfishness, dishonesty, impurity, guilt, or discouragement? How do my emotions, my relationships, my word, and my actions indicate godly versus ungodly thinking? And so I just want to leave you guys with those tools. But this popped up when he said renewing your mind. And it's just to enhance this, that last part, because a lot of times we don't understand what renewing our mind is. And it's these 10 things you need to put those things into practice. And then you'll start to see the way your mind thinks starts to line up the way God's heart is. And when you start to understand God's heart, then you start to understand how he's thinking. And then those thoughts become your thoughts and then they become your actions and then they become your fruit. That that's all I have for me. I, I just wanted to add one more thing that to this line of, of thinking and that was in Philippians two, three it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better <clears throat> than yourselves. And specifically, I think that, process of how you think about others and how you interact with others is an area that most people and myself I've, I've made a lot of efforts in this needed needed to shift because when i'm thinking about others as better than myself so i'm thinking about what's in their best interest when i'm in relationship with them or i'm in some sort of interaction or a conversation with them then I'm not going to be, I can't be selfish and thinking of somebody else's interests as taking priority at the same time. And so I think that is, that's a, it's a key practical step that we can all take to improve how we, it's basically a renewing of our mind and it's putting us in a position that is counter to that selfish nature that we have, that sin nature that says, I want to serve me. So if I'm serving you and really focused on you and what is in your best interest, it's not likely that I'm going to be serving myself at the same time. But mm. the fruit of that is tremendously better relationships that you have. I have seen that in my own life with people that I've known for a long time and with new people that I meet. Um, this is just a, not, it's, I've had people actually comment on it and it's just becoming more of a habit for me now of late, but it has, it has kept me from going down pathways that I could have, that in the past I would have gone, that would have led to, to bad results. I believe you actually, I believe I've, I've watched you over the past, I think we've known each other for about a year now, Dennis, actually. Yes. And I watched you definitely change from the time I've met you to the time I not you, to the time we are now in that area for sure. Yeah, I have a question for you. Yes. When you came up with this lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Can you take us to the process of the Holy Spirit leading you into this? The reason why I feel like the Lord is asking me to ask you this right now is because there's so many brothers out there with messages or things in their heart that where God's impressing upon them. 
And the one thing you said, and you said you're not a writer, which I strongly disagree with because I've been saving your writings for the last year. And, and so I call bull crap. <laughs> no, seriously though, I'm just, I'm messing with you, man, but, but I'm not actually, you are a writer and a, and a good one and the Lord's refining that in you. You should praise God. You should be like, Hey, I'm a writer. Lord, increase my, my, my vision and my talent and my gift, because that's, we're getting the stuff that you're sending out in the men's group is powerful almost every single time. And so it's so awesome to watch what God's giving you. And that's on top of that, but so what is it that God's doing in your heart? This way, other men will be able to do the same thing where they're at. You know what I mean? Because I know we're doing our podcast. I wish a hundred men would start a podcast that in their area or something like that, where they could do this. This is not unique to us. I'm not trying to corner the market. I could care less about that. So I can the gospel out and the gospel into each other. So what's the process? So other men can adopt it. For me personally, like I said, we all have our own addictions. Um, like I said, more than others. Like I mentioned earlier, for me, it really hit me home when a, like I said before, it's his story to tell, and I'm not saying his name, but when he went through his deal, it hit, it took it to heart. And uh, because I've been down that road and uh, it's a road, it's a, it's a desolate road. It's a road that uh, you're by yourself on. And, and sometimes you feel like nobody understands you. I've done it for so long, whatever the case is, but God understands. And sometimes we don't realize that there's people around us that can actually help. And there's also people around you that, that are spiritually can help you as well. And it burdened my heart because like I said, I've been there and, and I was very angry. Like I said, angry at the substance that's been put out there to destroy humanity. And I just want to tell the brothers out there that are listening to this podcast that there's help. Seek it. Stop being a macho man. Be weak so God can be strong in you. Confess your sins to somebody. Say, hey, man, I got a problem, man, and I don't know how to deal with it. Can you help me? There's somebody out there that's going to walk with you and help you. But you got to allow them to do that. That's the first step. You got to be willing to admit it. And two, you got to allow the person to help you. Because if you're not willing to do that, you gotta, you're going to continue to go down this rabbit hole and never come out of it. And, and unfortunately, with that kind of addiction, it can lead you to death. And at, yeah. the end of the, at, at the end of the road, the enemy is one. The devil is taking somebody that can, can make a change in that community. You don't think about it, but addiction is a, it's a community that people, that the people that are on addiction that get changed from addiction can help those people come out of those addictions and God can use them tremendously and create ministries out of that to help other peoples in the, in, in this nation to, to fight those things and get them to a point that they can, as we, we talked about renewing their minds, uh, cause it's all mental, man. It's all mental before it's physical. And we tend to forget that. And then once we, we pass that threshold, then it becomes physical. And then it's all, oh, we, we, we have to have it. And then physically what happens is when you have to have it, you depend on it. 
And then what happens to those that, that, that are trying to be weeded off of it? But they get this urge that my body can't take it, my body can't take it, and their body goes through all these transformations because their body's craving it became physical now. And then that's another challenge. I'm just saying, for those that are out there listening to this, stop being the man you think you are. Be the man that God wants you to be. Mm. Just say, hey, just say, hey, yeah. I need help. I need help. I need help. That's the first step. I need help. And and let them help you. That's where I'm at in my heart, man. I, I hurt for those that are out there like that. Mm. Fellas, you heard it from me right here in the flesh. Stop being the man that you think you are and be the man that God's calling you to be. Brothers, this is about our time for today. And just thank you so much for being here with us. I don't have that line, man, that you say every single time there, E, man. And just think about this, fellas that are out there. Let God pull you out of the pit and let his all-consuming fire burn you up. Mm. That's what it's all about. All right, guys. I love you. We all love you. But your Father God loves you more. That's right. In the comments, if you want to get a hold of us or anything like that, you have the comments section below that you can get into and type your comments. If this helped you here in the very near future, we're going to be putting up a, um, a, a giving account and, uh, we would like you to, uh, support us. If you can get this message out to more and more people. That's right. And so, um, be looking for that in, uh, the next episode. And, uh, as we're building this platform up. Like you guys are on the journey with us from starting in, in the kitchen <laughs> to, to where we are at now. Like we are officially on Spotify. We're getting ready to be on uh, a couple other platforms and stuff like that. And so we, we are just really excited about growing and growing with you. Another resource that I would like to put out there is this resource called Men's Encounter. We're going to be partnering with them here pretty soon. And they are a resource. There'll be a link on the next podcast where you'll be able to link with them and, and they have different conferences in other areas. Fellas, you should go to this thing at least once. Uh, yes. me and E went through this process, me and E and about four other brothers, I believe it was one of the best times that we could have ever had just as brothers in Christ. Number one, just traveling together. A lot of time, man, it is a lot of us haven't done something like that since our younger years, man, but we went in the camper together down there and that was awesome. even, even broke down on the way back but it was like That's it was right. literally one of the best nights that we had like teenage boys man just just <laughs> laughing throughout the night and, and and it was one of the it was one of the greatest to me is one of the most foundest nights that i've had just hanging out with brothers and and this is where god actually called us and set us free in a lot of different ways god dealt with yes. us in many ways Getting right things right with each other, or, or just... and it, and it was one of those things that on that trip is the reason why this pit podcast has come to life because that's where the idea came from. Oh yeah, yeah, man, the pit men's ministry where God called us to to do this, and uh -huh. man, that was a year ago, and then look yeah. at what's happening right now, and it's trying <laughs> to, to get better, and I would challenge you guys out there too, get your men together. Start sowing into them. Do the same. 
and I love you. I love you all. You have no idea how much I really love you guys and how much E loves you guys and, and Dennis does. And we pray that you guys uh, get to know your God the way we're starting to know. That's right. All right. It's like you said, we're signing off. And I'll see you guys next week. Looking forward to it. Amen.